0: It's time for Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station.
1: Yo, welcome to Cyclone Insider. We are with our friends from the Des Moines Register here on 1460 KXNO.
0: Hello Randy Peterson. Good afternoon. It's evening, whatever it is. It's always nice to be here. It's always especially a pleasure. on this beautiful sunny 80 degree day looking outside when we were there out there.
1: It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible out. Tommy Birch is here. He's going to keep things on the straight and narrow for the next forty-five minutes. Hello, Tommy. Hello. How are you? Never been better. Looking forward to spending the next forty-five minutes with you, gentlemen. What's coming up after this, Sean? Do we have Iowa Wild? Iowa Wild hockey coming up at six forty-five here on fourteen sixty KXNO uh, for the next forty-five minutes or so. I believe boys want to talk a lot of Iowa State spring football. As the uh the spring kind of ticks along, it'll be a couple weeks. Iowa State will have its annual spring game. But we're gonna talk about one of my favorite conversations to have in all of sports today. <laughs> we are going to talk about quarterbacks. I love debating quarterbacks at any level. It started with uh I could go and talk about our boy, I remember Rocky Lombardi. I'd love talking about him when I did the high school show and then they kicked me off of that. But I love talking. I love like talking quarterbacks in the NFL draft, and I love the fact that we have a handful of quarterbacks to talk about this spring at Iowa State. So, gentlemen, where? Oh, Peterson, go ahead. You're no, already, that's all right. Yeah, no, let's no, a go. handful.
0: You said a handful. Yeah, because I think we. It sounds like one's one's almost being eliminated. Who's that? Well I mean the only time we've heard about Devin Moore is when somebody's asked about him. Yeah, Nobody has brought that. him up randomly he's, like they brought up the other 3. He's got no shot Or the other 4. Yeah, exactly. Block that up, Sean. No shot. Yeah. Healthy or not healthy.
1: What what happened so you got I wasn't there. The new quarterback's coach mm-hmm. spoke for the first time, second time. Second time. Yeah, cuz the day he got hired. Um, what, did, what did we learn last night about Iowa State's quarterback situation?
2: Not really too much. I mean, you know, I think it's still kind of like what we thought it was where Kyle Kemp's the guy going in. Zeb Nolan uh, is going to at least kind of push him a little bit, and Real Mitchell is a guy that they're going to use at some point. The big question mark, I think, for a lot of people is, can Kyle Kemp take enough strides? Uh, now they has the job to keep the job because we've seen plenty of potential from Zeb Nolan. And if he keeps progressing, too, uh, he's going to be a guy that you just can't keep off the field, too. Um, I mean, it's going to be an interesting scenario because... You you see why they have Kyle Kemp. Kyle Kemp is the ultimate game manager. He, he knows the offense. He makes smart decisions and all those kinds of things, but he doesn't have a tremendous, powerful arm. Then you have Zeb Noland, who is a tremendous athlete with a great arm, who doesn't have the football IQ that Kyle Kemp has. So if you combine both those quarterbacks, man, you would have a really good quarterback. But unfortunately – you have two different quarterbacks who both have different weaknesses. What do you think, Pete? Bring it on.
0: That's you kind of teed that up. I don't know. I I asked Gordon yesterday. I said I said is are they do they contrast enough that you'll play them situationally? And he said they're they're essentially alike, which I kind of lean towards that okay people say that you included say that chris that I'm, kyle I'm, kemp doesn't have a strong arm correct i contend that he's got a strong enough arm obviously to win in the big 12 i agree with that yeah he's he i well, mean he did last year he's it's only going to get stronger well, I mean, that's the, bit the, the arm's point. only going to get stronger because last year was the first time he's ever thrown. A, he before that, he threw two passes and a blowout against San Jose State.
2: Yeah, but it's not like he wasn't throwing during practice. So and, that's and, my and, contention. Yeah,
1: you don't just blink your eyes and get a stronger arm, Randy.
0: And as as far as as far as. Um, as far as Zep, I even brought this up on the side. I've talked to him on the side. I said, "Okay, what about this? What about this? You've got a strong arm, and you can't throw the short pass." I thought he's going to hit me. I mean, in a in a good natured way, you know. And and so he, we talked about the stereotypes that these guys get, um, and and that's fine. I get it. It's spring. People, you know, fans need something to to talk about in in, in that respect. But I contend that Kyle Kempt has just as has a strong you don't need to to heave it 50 yards with these guys. I mean, get the ball to Matthew Eaton. Get the ball um, to Hakeem. Let them make the plays, which they did. Last year in the – I don't remember what game it was. Kyle Kemp threw a, a, a 50 – what it was it? A 57-yard touchdown pass. Was that the Oklahoma game? Yeah, I don't remember what it was, to, to Lazard. And I counted it. 35 of it was in the air. Okay. I, I went back and looked at that the other day thinking that we'd probably talk about this. And I actually think I use it in my column. Yep. Right now. Thirty five of that was in the air. You know the big pass that everybody talks about for, yeah. um, for Zip? The only the only thing people yeah, talk the, about the, the only Hakeem, highlight that people talk about Zip or Hakeem Butler. It went it went it went thirty eight yards in the air. So, I mean, really. Is there that much a difference?
2: Yeah, but right, uh, you know, and I definitely get what you're saying. The thing with Zeb Nolan is, too, we really haven't gotten a chance to to see that much of him. You know, I think when it came to the Oklahoma State game, okay, he's kind of being thrown into the fire. They probably want to, you know, keep things pretty simple for him. I, th- I think the same thing kind of went with the Baylor game as well. You know, it's just, hey, manage the game, do some simple plays, unleash it when you have to. Now, the the thing about saying that you know Kyle Kemp um, has a good enough arm to to win you in the Big Twelve he did last year, but that was behind a tremendous Iowa State defense that won you those games. Iowa State's offense continually left the door open for so many teams to take advantage. I mean, if it wouldn't have been for the defense, that 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 you know the conversation regarding. How Kemp's abilities and just where he is on the depth chart would be so different right now. I want to make it very clear here that Kemp is going to be the starter.
1: Like I, I don't, I don't think there's a scenario in play here where Zeb Nolan starts game one for Iowa State, barring an injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Correct. I want to make that clear because I don't want it to get misrepresented. Oh, you know that I, I'm very, very clear there. But what I've been doing here for the last, I don't know, couple of weeks as I've been going back and watching all the different games from last year. And you see game one, Kempt goes out 18 for 24, 343 yards. He had the legendary game. Against, Talk about
0: getting thrown into the fire. Yeah,
1: against Oklahoma. I mean, he was phenomenal. The Kansas game, you can't really count for a couple of reasons. He was only 122 yards. But they didn't throw. Remember that day? It was like a monsoon out there. You can't really gauge a quarterback. Nobody would have played well in that weather. Um, He comes out against Texas Tech, and he's okay, considering who you're playing. Um, Kempt was 68% completion percentage. You love that. You love to see that. Um, That was the David Montgomery game, where Montgomery kept running wild all over him. TCU – Um, He throws for for 202 yards against a really good defense. And then you start to see him kind of start to, you know, I thought towards the end of the year, I would love to see his um, average yards per completion and how that decreased. After he got
0: hurt against West Virginia, you mean?
1: Well, West Virginia, yeah, that would have been that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And I think that's a fair debate to
0: have that, that too. Is, that, where,
1: that's fair, Randy. Yeah. Where, you know, I think that defense has started jumping him a little bit from what I've. This is just my eye test. And I think that they're going to have to figure out a way with a guy who is limited. That that bowl game. Now, it was very windy. It was windy. extremely windy. It was windy. very windy that day. So you have to be fair to Kyle in that sense.
0: Nonetheless, he was spectacular in that game. Was he, though? He well, look at his numbers. Look at you've his got, numbers. I don't, I don't remember. You've got well, the num- you got at, him up.
1: He was three hundred and fourteen yards. Okay, twenty eight in a horrible windy day. He could. There, there were I think three dropped interceptions in that game. No, huh? and it in the he got bailed out a lot in that game by Alan Lazard. I don't want to overreact to one game. It was thirty mile per hour wins, Whatever. My whole point is this. His arm strength, I, I disagree with you here, Randy. Okay. I don't think his arm strength is going to be exponentially better between year five and six of his college career. I just I find that hard to believe. I think they have to get creative to put him in spots where, on an obvious passing situation, he can't get jumped. That's yep. all I'm saying, and I think that they probably know that. That's just not his strength, and you've got you've got to be able to put a guy in a spot where. He he can succeed.
2: One thing that does bode well for Kyle Kemp too, and and I'm I'm definitely in the mindset I'm come I'm coming from it from the aspect that hey Cal Kemp definitely does start the season as Iowa State's quarterback, but I see it as one of those situations where midway through the season, this is going to be a, a significant storyline. This is going to be a big talking point about Zeb Nolan fighting for playing time at some point during the season it's going to be uh a substantial story but the one probably the one thing that uh, the other thing besides Kyle Kemp's football IQ and just the experience that he has is now Iowa State can probably tailor the offense a little bit more to to his abilities whereas so you know last season you're you're talking about you. you know, you're midway through the season. It is what it is with what you're going to do in terms of game planning with him. Where now you could probably do a few different things. But do you
1: agree um, with that, Randy? 100 oh, percent. Do you
2: think Nolan could be the guy midway through the year?
0: Oh, I've, I've we've said that all along. If Iowa State goes two and two after this very top-heavy schedule, yeah, and they're not, scoring. he can't be. Then they go two and two after the first four games. Um, yeah, that there's then there's competition. Then then, we then even, there's real competition, and they can go two and two. Don't get me wrong. Look at look at the first oh, four games. The, it's they brutal. go four the, my, two and two might be good. It's a, it's a front-loaded schedule. It's for extremely sure. front. Two and two might be good. If they're two and two, they'll take a look at it, and that that's when there could could be a change. I
1: I. I don't know. If I were a betting man, if nobody gets hurt, I would guess Kemp starts every game.
0: Yeah, and, and would you, I agree. Would you agree with that? You, if they go two and two, and you make a change, do you want to throw Zeb in there at TCU in the fifth no. game, game no. five? Heck no. Yeah, and then no. I, I yeah. I mean, I just think that they've got to find.
1: Uh, I I I really agree with what you just said, Tommy. That this might finally be the year where their line is good enough. Or they can tailor the offense to you know we're here for David Montgomery and Kane Nuangu.
0: Kane, that's the guy. Yeah. They're going to yeah. be throw, they're going to throw these short passes. They're going to get a, yeah. they're going to have bigger gains. He's going to throw for a lot of yards.
2: And it probably also helps Kyle Kemp now that he has some actual targets at tight end, where yeah. you know those those long passes aren't something he's well, always going to have to do. But my kind of my thought process has always been if if Iowa State is going to take that next step. Um you know i I think right now, Kyle Kempt has probably done everything he can really do you we 've seen him at his absolute best right now, and it 's uh, the thought process i 've always had is Kyle Kempt is not going to lose you a football game he 's not going to make a massive mistake at the end of the game that 's going to cost you it, but he 's also not going to. Do that extra thing to to really put you in a position to win the game at at the you know the end of the game consistently. I mean, I know we saw it in the Oklahoma State game, and you know we saw it at times at the end of the season, but you know i i I think those limitations probably um, just maybe stop that offense from taking it to another level, whereas Zem Nolan has the potential to do that, but on the flip side. Zeb also has the ability, he's shown the, the you know, inexperience and, you know, uh, inaccuracy where he could possibly lose you a football game as well.
0: See, I don't see why, why everybody, and not just you guys, but I don't know why well, I get it because that's what we do. We overthink. But what was the last pass? What's your lasting memory of the, um, the Liberty Bowl? My lasting memory. The 25-yard pass that he made to, to Lazard in the corner of the end zone. The guard, Lazard double-covered. He I, went up and got my it. My lasting memory is David.
2: I was going to well, <laughs> say David Montgomery fumbling.
0: The <laughs> lasting memory of Kyle Kemp.
2: I would say Alan Lazard making a great catch yeah, at the see, end but of the he end
0: zone. It if you touch it, you catch it. If he put it in a situation where you can touch it, you got to catch it. Everybody has said that. And he did that.
1: Yeah, he and did. you
0: don't think that doesn't take a strong arm? Yeah, it was, no, okay, it's a I'm twenty-five not, yard pass, but nonetheless. Not, listen,
1: like here's the deal: I think that you and I are, I don't think we're connecting on the arm strength conversation. <laughs> Clearly, he has a quote-unquote strong enough arm to do some of these mm-hmm. things. I'm saying that I think after he's not going to sneak up on anybody next year. There's a half a season to tape on this guy, and defensive coordinators out there are going to be saying you can jump this guy. And I thought I saw Memphis when I watched this game again. You know, however many months away from the game, I think that's what Memphis's not very good defense was doing to him. Right, and it was it was. Now I, I want to be clear: it was a bad day for a quarterback to mm-hmm. be throwing a ton of balls out there. I just think you're going to get like the Gary Pattersons of the world, the Kirk Ferents of the world. They're going to be there. This guy is going to be scouted next year, and if they don't if they put him in the same type of spots that they did a year ago i think i don't think he throws 3 interceptions like he did i think that number is exponentially higher because of the way people are going
0: to I get what him. you're saying about about jumping the jumping the routes i get that i i get that but um and and granted yeah they'll have to work around that i don't know whether that's enough of was him having enough oomph on the ball that's the route thing it's the timing thing i don't know but um, yeah, they they've got they've got to work on that part yeah. part of it. And I think that but getting the ball down the field, I, there's not well, a problem. Well,
1: and it, he should be able to in to bring this all together if if the offensive line's better. Like we're and it will be. We all anticipate that if it they're will be better. Moving
0: the, the starting center to another position to yes. bring a kid in. We absolutely. all anticipate
1: it'll be better. And the running game is as good as we think it will be, and mm-hmm. we all think it'll be really good. That's going to make Kyle's job to throw that deep pass exponentially easier, right? Because that's when you and he's got better deep
0: receivers too.
1: Yeah, he does. And and as Tommy mentioned, he's going to have more time to throw it. Yeah, it's a
2: it's a fascinating conversation. I love talking quarterbacks, and we we haven't even gotten really into the idea. I mean, we've talked about at times, but then you add into the mix that, I mean, man, you're going to be seeing Real Mitchell at times this season too. I mean, that's a that's a different conversation of quarterback, though.
1: We'll get to all that. Let's talk to Bruce here. Bruce wants to call in, and you can too. It's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register here on 1460 KXNO. Uh, Bruce, welcome to the program.
3: Hi. This is just a question because I don't study what the quarterbacks do or anything like you guys do, but I want to say one thing that Randy Duncan uh, said to me a number of times was that it's not just throwing it on the wire. He said that in uh, there's t- the college football to some extent has lost track of the value of the touch pass, which, as I understand, was just enough just enough air under it to put it in the right spot. And my question is, does Kemp do that well?
0: He throws a spectacular back back shoulder pass. Absolutely, he does. And that's a, that's a, that's probably the toughest pass to throw, and he threw a lot of those against Oklahoma. He's got that pass. He's got that in his arsenal. He does.
3: I just well anyway. The reason
0: and I that's as that that much up. of a touch pass as you're going to have. I'm does, sorry does, to interrupt.
1: Does it ever oh, drive does. you guys crazy, Bruce? Stay on. I want to see what you think here too. Yeah. Why didn't this guy play for five years? It's one thing I can't ever get my mind around. Like why was he never good enough to play? Anywhere he was at, and then all of a sudden he he gets thrown out there. It, it, I don't understand this. This is going to be a legendary conversation that Iowa State fans have for the next thirty years. And let just... me know
0: if you get the answer because the Des Moines Register has has a number of times the the documentation that Iowa State that Kyle Kemp sent to the NCAA about that very thing, and and they're hiding behind FERPA on that one. So. I don't know. Well, f- who knows? It's just and fascinating think, and, to and, me.
2: And think about this too: had Jacob Park had had that situation not transpired the way it did, Kyle Kemp never would have saw that's, the field ever in college. Which makes
0: football. the Kyle Kemp phenomenon even more. It's fascinating. 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 It's part,
2: partially why I think Kyle Kemp should have just ridden off into the sunset well, this year. Well, that's you know?
0: my point. Like again,
1: like, and I, I don't want to be like ultra pessimist here. But I have a hard time going all in on this guy for next year, and I think the rest of the team is ready to really take off here. I just – maybe it's just I am a pessimist. You guys can tell me that if it is. But, like, this guy didn't play for five years for anybody. And now we're just supposed to just – and he was great last year. He did everything he, they asked him to. He's the perfect gamble guy because he's going to do exactly what gamble wants him to, and that's great. But I just when you when things start to press and people have a tape on you now, like I just I don't know. I'm a little bit
2: standoffish here. On it. here's another caveat too. You talk about just him getting the chance with the whole Jacob Park stuff. In the com- Think about if everything with Jacob Park would have transpired maybe seven, eight games into the season. Then you're talking about he would have been passed over for Zeb Nolan because it happened so early into the season. That's why um, it's fascinating. That's why. Uh, Bruce, do you have any closing comments on that, buddy? Oh,
3: no, not at all. I, I know nothing about how to play quarterback, but I just thought it was interesting that Duncan, who – does know a lot about it. Uh, thought that there's more to it. There's quite a bit more more important. There's more to it than just your arm strength. That's all I. Was yeah,
2: yeah, and that's something think. very much tr- very true, Bruce. And, and that's, that's what Kemp has. Thank you. And that's something you would think that Zeb Noland is going to be able to do eventually. I mean, the thing is, look, he he got limited amount of experience. You know, t- it's touch it, touch and finesse is not going to be there early on when he's pretty amped up getting out there for the first couple of times. I think something like that probably comes with experience.
0: And you've watched the – you've said you've gone back and looked at stuff. Mm-hmm. In the Oklahoma State game, um, I went back and looked at this one, I don't know, a week ago maybe. Um, um, Zeb Zeb looked long. There were at least three times he looked long, nothing there. He checked down and threw short to David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. He did that with the, you know, you've you're, you're got long pass, long pass, 30-yard yeah, pass yeah. in your mindset. He checked down. So he can do that, too. Oh, yeah. And he so, should. He'll
1: be a third, I mean, So that's what I'm saying. This is we lock these spring. people in with
0: stereotypes.
1: This is his third spring. So, yeah. you know, it should really start to click. All right. Hey, Scott, hold on. We will take your call um, on this conversation when we come back. It's Cyclone Insider with the... Des Moines Register here on 1460
0: KXNO. Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and
1: 1460 KXNO. Alright, welcome back. We're just uh, you know, talking quarterbacks here in April. <laughs> there's just you know, there's just not a lot of um news.
2: <laughs> so I love that. The the thing is, like people still get so pumped up about this time right now. I do. Mm-hmm. I love this time of year.
1: I like it better when we're in like June though. And we like media days are right around the corner. We
2: still haven't talked kickers at all. There's a reason. Nobody yeah, I know. it's spring. Or punters. <laughs> Wait till
0: they get outside. They're kicking indoors Randi- in a
2: controlled environment. <laughs> Randy will vouch that Corey Dunn, the the new punter, is a fascinating human being.
0: Yeah, he's got a yeah. He's
1: he's, he's raw. He's still raw. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott wants to talk quarterbacks with us. Uh, Scott, you're on with Randy and Tommy and myself. How are you?
4: I'm good, guys. Hey, uh, love your show. Listen to you guys every night on my way home from work. Thank Working you. a little late tonight, so Thank I'm you. calling it a little later. But the fascinating thing, and there are so many layers to this whole Iowa State quarterback thing. The fact that we're even talking about it in a and I think in a positive way that we have all these these different options like. We haven't had this in, God, I don't know if we've had it forever. So I think we have to count our blessings as Iowa State fans that we have all of these guys that could, and some of them are young, obviously. But we have, you know, one really good recruit we just got. We got Zeb Nolan. We got Kyle Kemp. We got Ryle Mitchell. We got all these options, and I know it's confusing. But here's here, I think, is the piece that we, and I don't think that we forget, but that easily gets overlooked even by myself because I'm like, well, let's see what a young guy can do. There has to be something very big that Kyle Kemp brings to the table. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a coach like Matt Campbell rallying for this guy to stay for another year. If he really wanted to cut him loose and move on with somebody else, I feel like he has options to do that. He would have. There has to be a legit reason that he wants this guy back for another year, and he thinks he is the answer before anyone else.
2: Depth,
0: Scott. The the reason why they're, we're talking about quarterbacks, and you brought you you mentioned that there it's a very positive conversation about quarterbacks, is because this program, the quarterbacks have a plan. They know what the offense is. They're not going out there and happen. You know, just happenstance and, and and running plays. There's a distinct plan, um, and and that's that's what makes it exciting. They've recruited around their plan, and to, to for you, to 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 speak to your second point about Kyle Kemp. Kyle Kemp fits their plan to a T, except for the fact that he doesn't run very well. Um, but they and, can. And I think the fact they that can that work around that is,
4: has shown that he is done a job and done it very well and always like I just love what he does before a game he is always prepared I just feel like he knows exactly what he wants and I trust him 100% and the fact that you know we all thought that he was going to get wooed by all these other colleges and he sort of did and he got more money and rightfully so you know what my trust is in him and the way that he deals with his players and the relationship that he has with them And I don't know that it matters who's under center. I think he's just going to get the most out of his guys.
2: Yeah, and I think the most important thing when it came to wanting Kyle Kemp to return, look, you know, I know it probably gets lost in the shuffle of the entire conversation that we did just have. But, hey, you know, we we probably do need to remember, hey, this guy was under center for – Probably one of the best stretches in Iowa State football history of knocking off two top five opponents, getting the team back to bowl eligibility and kind of igniting life back into this team. There's no denying they did that, and he did a phenomenal job at times during that stretch. Uh, but probably the most important thing about having Kyle Kemp back this season is now you have depth, now you have experience. Both those things were missing big time when it came to the quarterback spot this season. If Kyle Kemp is not coming back this season, you're looking at Zeb Nolan, the guy who's only played four games at quarterback, uh as as one of your options at quarterback maybe if you would have had a grad transfer somebody else coming in you would have had some experience other than that then you're looking at real Mitchell uh who who's a true freshman and Devin Moore who hasn't taken a snap uh um who who torn his who tore his ACL last year so uh from from an important stand standpoint, uh, you know, you you can't replace that experience that they desperately needed in the room. And,
0: and Brock I, Purdy might be better than them all. Right, yeah. And he loves Dan Marino and who doesn't love exactly. Dan Marino Exactly. I mean, come on.
1: Thanks, thanks, Scott. I appreciate you, your guys. call. I think too in this I think this just goes without saying. Campbell just is a and I think that we've seen this out of Campbell with the departure of Tom Manning as well in the way that he has handled the coordinator position that we still don't really know 100% what's going on there. I just think he's such a believer in this system that he says if you go out and do what we tell you to, you're going to be successful. Kemp is going to go out. I don't like you don't have to worry about Kemp going out and pressing like I think you do with Zeb. Yeah, and that's I, why I
3: said,
2: you yeah, know, yeah, when it comes yeah. to Zeb or uh, or Kyle Kemp, Kyle Kemp's not going to go out and lose you a game. Cuz he knows he can't I think Kyle knows what he can and can't do. Yeah, when you're younger, it's harder to know that. Yeah, it's kind of like that saying in, in Batman where Alfred always tells, you know, Bruce Wayne, know your limitations. You know, there there are limitations to what you can do, and Kyle Kemp knows that. He knows that there are things he can't do, there are throws he can't make and shouldn't make. Whereas even by his own admission, I think Zeb Nolan at times last season thought he could make every throw, he could make every play, and every play needed to be a big play for Iowa State last season when he was in at quarterback.
1: Guys, got anything else on quarterbacks? We got about four minutes
0: before I've we got to go. I've finally got y'all coming around to my thought, my way of thinking. So I think I've succeeded. Uh, uh, not me. <laughs> you, you
2: just said it. No, I mean, I yeah, I, I'm saying that you know Kyle Kemp is the guy right now, but I maintain at some point during the season you're going to have a very heavy quarterback discussion about who's going to be the main man. I would be shocked if it's Kyle Kemp for every game during the season.
0: As a starter? Yes. Even if they're going well. There's change up if you're going well.
2: Even if they're doing well. Wow. Tommy, um
1: we we'll give you a couple minutes here to talk about kickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I all, mean it's, it's actually, all yours,
0: Tommy. <laughs> it's actually a it's actually
1: important
2: discussion to have. Yeah, I mean the good thing is right I mean, now nobody you, wants to talk about it. Yeah, but. the good thing is you do have both your new specialists coming in this season. I mean, you, you lose Garrett Owens, who Garrett Owens had a, a, a very strong season. He did. Colin Colin Downing had a had a fantastic career as Iowa State's sponsor, And especially I mean, those are both very important things. I mean, we joke about it, but when you talk about everything that Matt Campbell does in terms of just doing everything the right way, winning the small battles. Those are two very important small battles field position, uh, extra points, field goals, and stuff like that. And I
1: actually think that's a huge deal. If Kemp yeah. is the guy, and especially, that's especially of the, if Kemp yeah, is, is the guy, and that's the, the ball control thing is what you're trying to do on offense. And you're not going to be pressing downfield a lot. Like, you have to have a good punter.
2: Absolutely. But you and go with
1: that. It just, you know, it helps that defense out.
2: Yeah. And to me, the crazy thing is when you talk about this kid, Corey Dunn, he's only got one actual college football. He's only got one year of playing experience under his belt when it comes to actual American football. You know, he always played Aussie style rules, but he's only had one year at this junior college in San Francisco but Campbell and Joe Houston feel so positive about his ability and the potential they've shown that it doesn't seem like it's even the slightest bit concern about what he can do for them. And they've the and they've got him for 3 years too. He gave up a season there to get ready so he could have 3 seasons at Iowa State. Um Hawks Central will be on
1: the air tomorrow, I believe, from five thirty until six thirty. Is the schedule for Leicico, Emirates? That's what it sounds like. Okay, and then um, man, we, we're going to start having like Cardinals games interrupting, and it's going to make the schedule all weird for the next. But I know Tommy loves this time of year. Yeah,
2: baseball season. When do the i cups start? Thursday double header. Snow on Sunday, so they're going to play two for the first game, two seven inning games. Two seven-inning games. That sounds awful. It in, sounds in, awful in, in cold. this cold. Yeah. yeah. Poor guys. It sound, one game sounds bad enough. Poor Two. fans, poor iCubs. You want them to have like 70
1: degrees right now. It's warm in the press box. So yeah, I, don't care. I know, but I want
2: those guys to get a good gate and all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure that we've had bad, bad springs before. Yeah, usually the start of the season always sucks.
1: Yeah, and it always seems to like, coincide with their home games, too.
0: And why don't they open on the road on the, down south someplace? I don't understand. You know, talk
2: to Branch Ricky about that. Who's that? The commissioner, the PC, president of the PCL. <laughs> Sounds like a story for you. Yeah. There
1: you go. You can thank Peterson for the idea. Thanks, fellas. Good-spirited quarterback conversation. And we'll talk quarterbacks next week at some point. <laughs> I'm sure we will <laughs> for the next however many months. Uh, The Iowa Wild are up next. Joe O'Donnell will have the call Uh, until tomorrow. So long morning rush coming up at 6 here on 1460 KXNO.